before I actually started, you know, the ambassador program, I was like, these are actually, it's weird because there's actually some truth in some of these. And, you know, well, actually, the one that resonates the most with me is number eight, which might get beat up, especially <laughs> from where I, where I live. Um, but actually, no, that's all. That's all that I wanted to show. But uh, um, because I think that there is some truth in some of these here. As far as, you know, I'll be a bad witness um, won't make sense. Um, just to kind of give you my background, um, it, I wasn't actually the biggest, I wasn't very fond of people, actually. I really despised people. Um, it, and it's funny because I, I didn't actually, it didn't occur to me until I started looking at some of my Facebook status messages from 2007 to 2011. Um, I had some really brutal things to say about people, and um, a lot of that naturally stems from, you know, being raised in, a, in, in an environment where, uh, you know, the things that I may have been ashamed of were always kind of put out in the open, like where it was being showcased. And uh, on top of that, I was working at a, I was working at a, you know, maybe I should keep it nameless, but um, I was working at this place for about four years, it's retail, and you know, I was in a situation constantly where every single day uh, I would always get somebody who came in and they were angry and I just happened to be standing there. So uh, naturally it didn't, you know, the thing that I always said before the program was that I really did view my life as a fight because, um, you know, I never got along with people and the excuse that I made was that uh, I'm just not a people person and I flat out don't like people. So as a result, I ended up kind of going the other way around, which was towards isolation where I found some measure of, of peace just being away from people. And, um, you know, after, after a long day of work, it was something where I literally would just shut the door and wouldn't have contact with people at all. Um, and actually, it even got to the point where um, family or, you know, people that were trying to reach out to me um, weren't able to get a hold of me uh, just because it, it was something where I, it, it would, I always wrote it out like as if, you know, if I, if I felt like doing it, then I would do it. So um, I didn't have very many fond relationships. So there was a real big need for, for structure in my life. And that's where the ambassador program came in for me. Um, you know, truth be told, um, you know, prior to starting the program, that's when I discovered I had about 10 hours of sharing faith a week. I didn't like that idea at all. I was like, I, I, was like, I can barely stand people for eight hours at, uh, <laughs> at work. <laughs> <laughs> I should have invited some of them. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, but ironically, you know, the, the thing is, is that um, to be truthful, I, if, I, if that commitment was not in place, I more than likely would not have done it. Um, and, and the reason I say that is because I, I was in a spot where I was like, I can figure out what to do with my life for, you know, 10 hours, and it, reaching out to people isn't one of them. Um, you know, I wasn't really looking forward to that at all. Um, and I actually felt really scared and embarrassed because I was worried about, you know, kind of like what they were talking about there was that I was worried about coming across as, as false because I had so much resentment towards people that I'm like, who am I to be talking about Jesus with people that I don't know? It just, it feels wrong. Um, you know, but naturally I made that, I made that commitment um, and it, it just, it wasn't easy initially. It's like, it was really uncomfortable. Um, even after the training, it was still um, something that I had, because I still had those strongholds of, you know, um, I guess I can call it a hatred for people, but also I had a detachment as well. 
So it's just, it was something where I didn't want to get close to people. But, um, but naturally, there's been, there's been just amazing changes um, in just being in this program, actually. And I, what I wanted to share with you guys tonight was, you know, something that, uh, that was really on my heart, actually. And this is where all the magic kind of happens. So if we can actually turn to Book of Acts 8.26, this is where all the magic happens. Not magic, it's the Holy Spirit. What am I talking about? <laughs> it's not magic. You've got to be nuts. So to kind of set the stage for you guys, at this point, everybody's already, everybody's receiving Holy Spirit. And, you know, every, these guys are just on fire. And kind of the big thing that you're going to find out about, about these folks is that um, it's kind of a two-way streak where, um, you know, it's, it's one thing to receive the Holy Spirit, but the next best thing is to do something with it. Um, and, and I can tell you that, that I, I honestly never thought that I would, I would see those things. It was like, you know, roaming around San Francisco and talking to random people. It was like, where's the, where's the fruit in that? You know, but, um, but I've got a really great story for you guys. So, and so in Philip, this is the story of Philip and the Ethiopian. Um, let's dive in. So, oh, I'm sorry, 826, Book of Acts 826. All right. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road that goes from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is actually kind of a big thing, actually, is that he's getting directions. At every single turn, he, he, could, have, he could not have done it. But check this out. So he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian a eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians. So this is actually a lot like me being out in San Francisco and approaching somebody in the financial district. This is, this is, a, big, this is a big player. So this, is a, this isn't somebody you would typically go up, go up to, you know. Uh, this is something that I still get intimidated by. So uh, this guy's bold. This man... This man, so this is the um, Ethiopian uh, official. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home was sitting in his chariot, reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. This is actually the part that I think is really exciting, because not only is, he, is uh, Philip given directions, but it's like God's given him a layup. It's like he's setting the stage in a way where there's a, there's a Fast openness here. There's just there's an opportunity here, and so what Philip does is so I'm sorry. The the spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you're reading? Philip asked. How can I? He said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Isn't that, that's pretty awesome, actually, is that he's, it's, it's such a golden opportunity that, um, think about it, like, we're not, we're only about fourth of the way into this, and Philip, you know, and this is something that I, that I had struggled with as well, is that um, when I hear things and I'm sharing my faith, is it's easy for me to kind of disregard it and think that it's just me, so at any point, this, Philip could have easily turned away. But 
But he, he took that step. And so actually, let's, let's keep going with that. So the eunuch was reading this passage of Scripture. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb before the shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. The, here's, the, here's the big layup for this, guys, is that getting, I can tell you that, and I'm going to kind of give you a, a piece of, uh, of something that happened with me earlier in my program, was that getting to this part for me was very, very, very uncomfortable. So I give him so much credit for being in a spot where he's willing to hear God. He's willing to, he's willing and, and he's seeking. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here's water. Why shouldn't, I be, why shouldn't I be baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him again, but went on, on his way rejoicing. Philip, however, appeared at Azotus, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, and traveled about preaching the gospel in all the towns until he reached Caesarea. So actually, one of the things that I was getting from that is that um, I, have, I have a very similar story where, you know, the things that, that I was getting from that is that, you know, Philip, not only is he hearing from God and told where to go, you know, who to talk to specifically, but Philip also stepped out in faith. Um, and also the big thing is that Philip didn't wait either. So initially what happened is that when I started the program, the first time I went out and shared, shared my own faith, um, I was with, uh, some of you guys may know who John Denton is. You know, he was a partner of mine initially in the program. And we were out in San Francisco at in the mall. Um, I don't go there a lot, but we were, we were praying. I think we were probably on the second floor, and we were waiting to hear from God. We were, so we were praying there in the mall. There's people going around and things and whatnot. And John, I remember John started saying that he got the color yellow. And I said, okay, we, we have a color. Um, <laughs> so that's a starting point. Because um, usually what we do, just to kind of give you an idea, is that when we pray, we usually will take a, you know, a good solid minute or two just to see if we're hearing anything from God, if God's giving us anything. Um, and so I was actually getting, it's, it's crazy, because when I share faith, I actually get directions um, my directions were, uh, go to the fourth floor. So I said, okay, so, all right. So I was like, what, what have we got to lose? I've never been here before, so I don't know what's going to be up there. We ended up, we did end up going to the fourth floor and naturally we're all, we're up there, we're walking around and we're waiting, you know, to see, is there anything that's yellow up here? It's like, wasn't really seeing anything. We, we came across this store called the Zag store. And if you guys aren't familiar, they basically make, like, um, protective screen covers for phones and tablets and things like that. But this entire store, the entire store is yellow. 
So I said, okay, all right, we got, we got something here. We ended, up, we ended up going in there. There's one guy in there. And it's just, it, just like in this story, it didn't seem like it was somebody I would ever talk to. This guy was uh, kind of a heavy built guy uh, with tattoos, you know, earrings and things like that. And uh, kind of a big guy. So um, we, you know, obviously the thing that I started to do with John was that we started getting ourselves in prayer, being able to at least navigate this because um, just like in the video, I had no idea what I was going to say. How do you even do this? It's like I had done it once, but Danny, you know, did a lot of the talking during our training. So, um, so it was kind of, it's not like we were on our own, but we really had to be sure that we were hearing from God because otherwise it would not have turned out good if it was just on my own self-reliance. Um, so I actually started talking to him about this product and started asking him, and all this time, mind you, while this conversation's going, I said, God, show me, show me an opening, show me something. Um, and, and actually, I, I was still having a hard time because I was like, I don't know what to say to this guy. It's like, all I have is the product, but how am I going to talk about Jesus from like, you know, a shield, you know? <laughs> and, um, and so the, the thing is, and mind you, I was still in this spot where I was just like, I don't want to talk to this guy. He's like, he's, you know, I was afraid that he was like literally going to beat me up because I was like, God, I hope, I hope you know what you're doing because he's a big guy. He looks like he could kill me. Um, you know, so the, the thing that I ended up doing was that I, I prayed, I was praying to God and I said, um, you know, God, show me, show me how you see this person. How do, how do you see him? Help me, help me see that. And instantly what I started feeling was, uh, a softness and just an overwhelming, maybe affection, I would call it towards, towards this person. So I started to ask him, I was like, you know, you know, obviously he's, he's doing his things and um, very quiet and it seemed like he didn't want to be bothered. But I started to ask him, he's like, you know, so how'd you get this job actually? I was like, I was wondering how, you know, how do people get into this thing? He's like, you know, it's like I knew a friend of mine and, uh, you know, he, he hooked it up. I was like, oh, sweet. I was like, is this something that you've always wanted to do? He's like, no, man. I was like, I've, I, wanted to, I want to be a wrestler, <laughs> right? The wrestler. And this guy's like, I was like, really? I was like, dude, that's awesome. No, because honestly, it's, it was a boyhood dream of mine to actually want to be a wrestler. Um, so I started talking, we started talking about that. And he, he got really into the conversation. He started showing us these videos of what he does in, um, in Oakland and, you know, in wrestling. And I was like, dude, this is awesome because this is like 15 minutes of him talking about like his dreams. And it's like, it's a side of him that I never thought that I would see. And and I was like, dude, your, your family must really think this is awesome. And he's like, he's like, no. He's like, no, my, my family hates it. And, um, and, I say, and he's like, the only reason I'm doing this job is because, um, if I remember correctly, he's got, um, his mom, I believe, was in a rehabilitation center, and his father wasn't really around. And I said, you know, I said, you know, God, it's like, how... Like, how long has that been going on? And he said, you know, that's, that's been going on for the majority of my life. And so I said, I was like, that, that sounds hard. That's, that's really difficult. Um, I, I feel, I can't believe I said it. I was like, I feel sad that, you, that that's you, the way you've had to live your life. Um, and then John actually, you know, being, uh, you know, as, as forthcoming as he can be, he's like, you know, do, do you pray? You know, and I said, I was like, wow, I was like, I was actually just thinking that. And uh, he's like, and no, he's like, no, I was like, I don't pray because, you know, there's so many faiths out there. So which one do you know to, to believe? 
I was like, I was like, you know, that's a, that's a good point. I was like, I actually can relate to that. Um, you, you know, I, I um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm draw, drawing a little bit of a blank here, but um, he said that, um, yeah, so he's like, he believes in a God, but he wasn't sure where to kind of trigger his, put, put his, um, you know, his faith. And I, what I told him, I was like, you know, honestly, I was like, the thing, that, the thing that's really um, endearing about what you're sharing is that um, I, I honestly don't think that God ever intended for you to, to live your life the way that you've, you've had it now. Um, and so I, and I asked him, I was like, would you, would you be open to praying? He, and he actually said yes. So when we started to pray, you know, we started to t- say in our prayers that, you know, God, we, we don't believe that this is what you had in, intended for him that he was never intended to live his life on his own um, in, in such a fashion. And how much, he, how much God really loved him the way that he is and that, um, and that his heart's just really, um, it's, it's magical. When we, when we finished our prayers, guys, this is, this is the part that actually, that always gets me, is because not only at this point, I'm already feeling like, it's not about me anymore. This is, you're the most important thing at this moment. He, the look on his face, this is a big guy. I was like, I never would have guessed it. But this guy, when we saw his face, it was something that he had accessed something that he hadn't really been in touch with ever. It was a complete softening of his character. Like, I can tell you that if we, if we weren't there, he probably would have been in tears. That's how apparent it was. So part of, part of what I got out of that was that, um, it, is that sharing, sharing faith doesn't work. It doesn't work if it's waiting, you know, for a desire to act or an inspiration. Um, it, is, it is uncomfortable. Um, I, will, I will admit that, you know. But the thing is that the thing that I always found comfort in is the fact that it's something that I can always pray for. Is I, I can always pray, um, I can always pray for these things. I can always ask God to, to show me these things. Because um, if you think about it, if I pray, if I prayed but I didn't go anywhere or do anything with what I was given, not only would it have been missed, uh, you know, a missed opportunity, but it also would have been, you know, actually, yeah, a missed opportunity for someone to know God and experience the things that I have now. So that the structure of the program, it really helped me to keep the commitments because, you know, typically I'm somebody who's driven by my feelings. So if I didn't, I didn't feel the urge to do something, I honestly, I would not have done it. So, and I think the reason that's, there's a big reason that structure is so important because um, it plays a vital role because the, the structure is of the ambassador program, for example, it's meant to facilitate change, but I still have a choice in it. So I can, I can have the structure, but I can choose not to do it. It's uncomfortable because it is a new way of relating to people and living, but it also gave me, you know, the accountability through people. And uh, actually, the other thing I would say is that the, the sharing faith, it's not, it's not about just sharing faith, though. It's about sharing God's love. And to remain silent about that, you know, it's not honoring. It's in a way, it's not honoring that person's free will to know God. If you think about it. 
So, I mean, it's kind of like, it's kind of like in the story, and I'll actually read you this uh, scripture. Um, it's in Romans 10, 14. You don't have to turn there, but I'm just going to reference it. Where is that guy? 10, 14. Okay. To just kind of launch off of that point. So, in uh, Romans 10, 14. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Guys, that was, you know, whether, whether somebody chooses to accept Christ or not, that's not my responsibility. What, what is in my control is being able to share how God's changed my life and, and preach that good news, you know. Yeah, Romans 10, 14. And actually, the big thing that I would say about that is that I'm learning that sharing love, and the reason I put so much emphasis on that is because it paves the way for faith. So, and actually, just to kind of launch off of the fear of, you know, what will they think of me? You know, and one thing that I realized is that a lot of my fears were stemming from being self-focused. So, in other words, the, the attention that I had, it was misplaced. So, it was a lot of on what, what are they going to think of me? You know, just kind of like what's there in that video. Um, so, I realized that even in sharing faith, because it, it's like I wasn't in a good spot, but I needed to shift gears with, with my heart. Um, you know, it was, it was difficult because I had to, you know, I was so used to writing people off, like, completely. You know, I, I'm sure Danny's got a couple of good stories about that one. Jeez. Oh, seriously, you can ask him how hard it was to get me here. Um, <laughs> so um, the prayer, the prayer became really necessary because for me asking God how he viewed that person and staying in prayer the entire time helped me to walk in that spirit but also maintain a direct connection from God and making me feel backed in that interaction. So the minute, the minute God shows me that um, or the attributes of that person, um, you know, it's, it's been a vital role because even if I'm out there out on the street and, you know, I may not know that person, but God adores that person, you know. So that's why it's so important for, you know... It, I can guarantee you, God will, God will show you this. If you, if you are seeking and you're asking God to show me how to do this, I mean, it's even said in, in Matthew is that ask, seek, and knock. It'll, it'll be there. So, and also the other thing is that what I'm learning is that God will, will show, will give the words. He'll show the opening. But it requires that we continue to step out. And actually, it was also important for me to know where the responsibilities were, where my responsibilities lie. So, um, and actually, I'll just read you this verse. So, it's going to be, well, it's in 1 Corinthians 3, 7. If you guys are curious to turn there. Um, where is that? So neither, so, neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but who plants, uh, I'm sorry, but only who plants, I'm sorry, but only God 
who makes things grow. So my job is never to save that person. I can't do that. And, but I can bring that person closer to Christ and closer to knowing God. You know, that's the, if I'm guided. That's why that prayer, the prayer is so important. Um, and also the, the peace of staying in the, the reality of, of what is in my control. Because I know that that is something where I, I know for me I put the pressure on myself of like, you know, I, I, it's a very salesman mentality where it's like, no, i got to overcome all these objections. But no, it, it, it doesn't work like that. You know, if there's closed doors, I can't control that. Um, and also just what, what keeps me going is that chan- I'm, chances are I'm not going to see that person again. So maximize the time, you know. Um, I want to touch on as well as I, I don't know what to say or how to act. Um, this, is, this is one that was really tricky for me because I was telling you guys initially that I was really worried about you know, how people would perceive me, because I'm carrying all this stuff around of, like, how much I really don't like people, I don't want to be here, and, um, you know, I was like, I don't want, I don't want to talk to you. It's like, I, I hate to say this, but in all honesty, I, I had even said it in person, where I was like, I don't think some of these people are even worth saving. I, I wish that was a joke, but it's, it's, it really is true. And, which is why, you know, in the nine-month period that I've been in this program of you know, sharing faith. In a way, now I've gotten to a point where I still have a little bit of a hard time believing that it's a real reservation because, because you know, we can ask God to show these things to us. We can ask him for words. We can ask for direction. I mean, I've been seeing some pretty stuff, stuff that I can't explain in this program, you know. So, God, I believe God will funnel those words to you. But it does require the, the stepping up. For God to be able to move mountains we got to step out on water. And, and, it's a, and I think it's an important point to make because, guys, if, if God raised Jesus from the dead, then I can guarantee you that he will show you an opening. <laughs> so, and see, we can always pray for more, more boldness. That's the thing that I love is that in the book of Acts, you know, this, this is something that they were very much, you know, you, know, you can read about it in you know, in Acts 4, 4.29, but these guys were praying. They were doing stuff with what they were given. You know, it's like they, you know, otherwise, think about it. If we, if they had Holy Spirit and did nothing, we, we wouldn't have the book of Acts, you know. We wouldn't have it. It's a, it's a big piece, you know. So, so it's, so I, I love, I love that. So th- there are several ways for me, um, keys for me to understanding on how, how to be bolder. In, in sharing in sharing love, um, you know God is is the, been the biggest piece because He's revealed to me how, you know, um, how to step out, um, and the act of doing so. When I begin to have fears, it helps me to take a step back and ask, you know, if I'm, for example, if I'm literally coming up to a person, and I'm starting to get nervous. It, it usually helps me, or I actually ask God for discernment of like, what is this? Is this the person, or is is this something that's coming from me? Initially, it, was, it really was a lot of me. Um, you know, but obviously, it's like I... Team was really helpful because, uh, you know, they, they keep pushing me. Um, and also, the big thing is that, you know, asking God to show me how he sees this person instantly softens my heart. Instantly. I didn't think that that was something that was possible, you know. And, and also having people there because... When I'm sharing with people, and I always prefer to do it with people, is that my team has been great about having accountability. 
Um, so, for example, it's not, it's not enough to talk about needs with people. Um, it's about taking, taking the extra step and seeing where God fits in that. And because otherwise, because you, you want to go somewhere with it. And so usually, usually what I'll ask, because actually this is, this is something that the alphas we used to do initially is that um, when we, uh, sometimes we would have conversations where all we got was just in needs, and that was the extent of it. But I said, okay, let's challenge ourselves. Next conversation we're having, we're talking about Jesus. Let's do that. He's like, you, you game? And John was like, yeah, let's do it. So, so I was like, oh, okay. So, and then also it's like, what else could I have done? You know, where... And so we'll, we'll come up with ideas of, like, you know, how we could have grown in that last interaction. But also, I'll top it off with, what else? There's also a big um, need for sharing faith. And actually, I think this is, I think this is actually a really important one. Actually, all, I think all of it's important. But, um, but there, there is, there is a, I think there is something to be said about knowing why. And if, if you read... Well, actually, the, the New Testament, you know, Jesus shared his love with everybody. And, he all, and the thing is, he always honored people's choices as well. Um, and actually, I think the part that's been really freeing for me is that uh, sharing faith, not only is it amazing, but it's also about honoring people's choices. Um, and that's how, I, me, for me, that's why I feel so close to people you know it's I can't say it's comfortable all the time but um, but I can say that it's it's been something that's been just transforming Um, and also the other thing I would say is that this church we're in a great space to to plant seeds to move people closer to Christ you know and it's not about and it's not about converting people you know it is it is about loving them and showing them God's love. And, you know, if you do it, you'll know the difference. Um, because sharing faith is a two-way streak. So it was, never, it was never designed for just blessings on that one person, you know. It's, it's a two-way streak. So I know for me, I, I always feel softened, revitalized, and emotionally available when, uh, whenever I am. You know, and I always, I always think about, you know, how, how I got here because... Uh, you know, think about it. So the, the creator of, you know, of all great people in this room, you know, and that I know, the God, God has brought me here to this place through an invitation through Susan and a, a sharing faith through, through Danny. And he's been working on that. It, it was, this is a year of stuff, guys, so it wasn't easy and to, to bring me to change lives. And it also, the things it also builds love, uh, keeps the heart soft and builds. And actually, the, the, the really exciting thing about this, guys, is you do see, you do see God work, and it instant, instantly jumpstarts your relationship with God. It's, it really is, you know. But like I said, in order for God to move mountains, we got to step out on water. You know, so I've, I've mentioned how, how, you know, how grand sharing faith is, and, you know, the one, yeah. you know, and I think, and I think the, the team has really helped me in, uh, so much in my accountability, um, you know, caring about people, uh, and prayer, actually, and also all this through the structure, you know, I can't stress how much, how important that was, but 
you know, what I, what I would encourage is that, because we're trying to move forward, so why don't, let's, let's start a new culture. Let's, let's do one where, 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 we do, where we do actively fight for people. Because the thing that, you know, this, think about who, who invited you here. And, you know, just think about that. Because I'm sure that they faced that whole list as well. I can guarantee you that. And, but they, they cared about you enough that that didn't matter. That for that moment, you are the most important thing. So guys, I, I, would, I would encourage it because that, that we keep it rolling and that it's something that we can continue, we can continue to share God's love and, and Christ's love literally today and tomorrow. So the, the challenge that I would actually have out there for you folks is, um, is a challenge. So... 20 hours of faith a week. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, that'd be terrible. <laughs> That's like what I do on steroids. Um, the challenge that I would have, I'm going to put out a couple. Um, you, can, you can pray for what to say to a stranger. You can pray for what to say about sharing faith with someone that you know. Um, Yeah, yeah. Start a con- or even start a conversation with a stranger and pray for what to say if you want to be ambitious. So, um, I'm not I'm not sharing this because I'm saying that I have all the answers. But what I am saying is that this has been the biggest thing that's been the most uh, consistent for me, and, um, and and I believe I honestly believe that you know, that, that God that God moves mountains. I've seen I've seen things that I cannot explain that I'll, I'll be sharing at the summer retreat so um so guys um let's let's start that new culture let's do that game amen amen good stuff guys god bless